This audio recording is produced by Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous, also known as FA. FA is a program based on the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. It is free and open to anyone who wants to stop eating addictively. The following is one FA member's story of recovery. The opinions expressed here are those of the individual member and do not represent FA as a whole. If you are new or uncertain about FA, we encourage you to listen to several stories to gain an understanding of what the program offers. For information on the FA program, please visit our website, foodaddicts.org. Hello. Welcome to this qualification meeting. I'm a food addict from Northern California, and I'm your leader for this hour. After a moment of silence, will you please join me in the serenity prayer? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Ah, welcome to the newcomers. That's what this qualification is all about, the newcomers. And I love to be reminded um, in every meeting that I go to what it was like, what happened, and what it's like today in people's lives. Because when I came to this program, um, the f- first meeting I went to, I walked out of there with hope. that, um, And I went home and I told my wife, I go, I think this program's going to work because those people are up in the front of the room talking about food the way I have acted and dealt with food my entire life. Like, everybody talking was talking my language. So I had a lot of hope. And I came into this program just about six years ago. Um, when I weighed in my, on my first day of abstinence was 314 pounds. Top weight I saw on the scale was 341 pounds, although I know it's definitely bigger than that. Uh, my weigh-in last uh, yesterday was 161, so it's 180 pounds for my top weight. And by the sheer grace of God that, that this has happened and and also by the grace of God that I've been abstinent since I came into the program, it's certainly not because I'm smart or figured it out because I was afraid and um, didn't understand it. I mean, I had a lot of hope, but I did not understand what you guys were talking about. I just didn't get the language and the whole thing. So... Um, when I came in, I had um, just a myriad of physical, mental, and what I've later learned, spiritual ailments. And my physical ailments were plantar fasciitis in both of my feet. My right knee and my lower back were always hurting. I had heart palpitations, undiagnosed sleep apnea. Uh, I suffered from anxiety attacks, panic attacks. I was really depressed. Um, I had borderline high cholesterol, borderline high blood pressure. I was seeing a therapist, and I don't just do, you know, I'm an addict. Uh, More is better, so I would go twice a week for an hour and a half at great expense. Um, You know, and I think that it helped me at the time. I mean, my path is my path, and I certainly don't knock therapy. It definitely helped me. Um, And uh, But ultimately, when 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 I look back on it, when you're eating and drinking things on the way there, and the moment you get out, you're eating and drinking things on the way back, it's... um, not really getting to a whole lot because, you know, you're just constantly consuming your, your drug of choice. And when, uh, when, I, when I came to the program and, and the, the God talk kind of freaked me out a little, I didn't really care for that. Um, and I just, uh, again, I had, I had enough hope to just keep coming back. That's what people kept saying, just keep coming back, just keep coming back. So um, I'm a pretty literal person, so I, you know, I didn't get a sponsor right away because it says go to several meetings and get a sponsor, you know, before you get a sponsor. Make sure you want to do this. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. You know, like I didn't know, um, didn't know what I didn't know, and um, you know, 
my my weight came off in about 10 months and I didn't have to exercise to do that. You know, I watched TV programs and other things where, you know, they're they're exercising seven days a week for eight hours. And I just thought I, I don't have the time to do that. I mean, I'm going to I'm an, an athlete, if you will, but. I don't um, I just don't have that kind of time or energy or even will to do that. And I didn't have to do that. You know, I, 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 I did not have to exercise to get the weight off in this program. It, it turns out it was a, a food issue. It was a sugar flour quantities issue for me, for sure. And so, um, you know, my story, what it was like for me was, you know, I mean, I remember when I first started, when I got my 90 days and I started sharing, it was like, my mom this and my upbringing that and, you know, my life as a kid and all this stuff. And it was just like fingers pointing everywhere, you know, and never looked at my part and stuff. And um, this program has taught me to do that through working the steps and just showing up a day at a time and not having my my drug of choice in, in my body. And um, which my drug of choice was sugar and flour. Like So, um, you know, just the, the, the anger I had. And, and for me, it was mostly fear. I mean, I was a pretty angry guy, but I was very fearful. Every, just everything had gotten to the point of fear for me. It progressed to that, that, um, to that, to me. It, fear was my progression, is, and so was my disease. And that's a big part of my story. Normally, when I pass my pictures around, you start, you look at my pictures, and it's like thin kid, thin happy, thin happy, thin happy. And then seventh grade, there's weight coming on, and then year over year over year over year, I'm just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, less happy and less happy and then completely checked out. I mean, my last few pictures, I mean, there's just like nobody home, you know? So, um, and I'll get to kind of what that progression looked like for me. And so, you know, I had, so I had the upbringing I have, you know, it, it was what it was. And, um, you know, I know from my earliest memories of anything are food related. I mean, we were a military family and we lived in Spain and I remember, and I was, I don't know, three, four and five, I think when we lived there, yeah, and and I remember four or five food items. I remember that we had a maid. I guess everybody had a maid in Spain. And I remember my brother got in a really horrible elevator accident. I remember nothing else. But it's those four or five food items that I really remember, you know, like specific things and how the packages open and what they tasted like, you know. And it, it's it, at a very young age, th- these are my memories. And, you know, my folks divorced when I was seven. I'm the youngest of four. Um you know, about a year year later or so, I was was living with my 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 brothers and sister. And I was living with my dad and his his second wife and her kids. And and I remember living in this environment. There were a lot of kids in the house, and there wasn't enough food to go around, and particularly not the types that I liked. And I remember standing on the driveway of that home, and I'm eight or nine. I don't remember my age. And I think it was eight or nine. And I remember making a promise to myself that today goes like this. I have no idea what I said to myself then, but it's like when I get old enough. I'll eat what I want, how much I want, and I'll never go to bed hungry because I went to bed hungry. In my mind, I went to bed hungry as a kid. I'm sure I got fed, but because knowing what I know today, it was never enough for me. And that's a big part of my story. It was never enough. You could buy me the coolest gift, and I wanted the the model right up from that. You know, thank you very much, but I want, you know, that I'll take it back and go get what I really want. That's, I mean, my whole life has been like that until I came into this program. And so... um, so I made that, you know, I made that promise to myself, which, by the way, I honored until <laughs> October 18, 2005, when I learned how to weigh and measure my food because, you know, I, I just didn't know any better. You know, I mean, it, 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 it came a point where I go, OK, I know I don't have to go to bed having had a fifth meal, you know, like right before I go to bed. I know I, I started getting some sense that that wasn't right. I couldn't stop doing it. I just had some sense that that wasn't right. So um 
so anyway, so just, you know, like I said, I was this, you know, ha- you know, happy go lucky kid. I was thin and, um, you know, cut to the, the progression is, you know, and again, every dime that I earned or borrowed <laughs> from my parents or whatever, you know, anytime I had money in my pocket, I was at the store getting candy. It, it wasn't even a matter of what I was going to spend it on is how fast am I going to get to the store to get the things. And then it would be this whole headspace on, well, which ones, if I only had like a little bit of money, well, I'll get the really big one, even though it wasn't my favorite, but I could get more. So things like that, I mean, at a very young age, anytime I had money, I was, I was off to the store buying candy. And my friends would save their money and buy comic books or save up for a car as we got older. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I had to get my food all the time. So, <clears throat> so, Seventh grade was the year the weight started coming on for me. So seventh grade, the physical progression started. So seventh grade was, um, you know, and and I know how, looking back now, I know how it happened because it was the first year I got handed lunch money, you know, that I got to pick my own items. So I would get three sugar flour items and a drink for, you know, they were a quarter each. Um, I also got enterprising and started buying candy with my lunch money and reselling it to the kids at school, making a bunch of money so that I had candy with me all the time. And that in a pocket full of money. And so then after school, I would be at the, you know, this was the mid 80s. I'd be at the liquor store playing video games and eating junk, which I had been doing all day at school. And then my folk, my, my, I was living with my dad at the time. They would come home and my stepmom was a really good cook and he was like kind of a full course meal kind of guy. He's a military guy. And so we'd have this big dinner every night. And then she brought all my favorite things in the house. So all my name brand favorite things. So then I was eating after dinner. So, you know, physically the weight started coming on. And, um, you know, and for me, it was just more the same of that. And, you know, through junior high and high school, I mean, high school, you get, you know, you get to go off campus and you get to go to the fast food places and then your friends start driving or your friends start working in the places. And then you just go there and you give your little dollar and you get this huge bag full of food. I mean, it was that kind of stuff going on all the time. And I loved it. Um, I worked in a, in a, a, wasn't fast food, but in a food restaurant. And I mean, just the stuff that we would do. And so, you know, and then all through my 20s, it was, again, it was, you know, it was never a problem. Like, like I was big, I was putting on weight, and I didn't care. I mean, I was functioning in life. Um, I, I had started, I, well, I couldn't, I tried to go to college. That was, like, the biggest joke in the world. I mean, I did just enough to get out of high school, really. And I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy, but, like, I couldn't, school and me, just I just couldn't do it. I did just enough to get out of high school. And the only reason why I decided to go to the junior college where I live in, because when I jumped off the stage of my diploma, I looked around and go, oh, I'm not going to see my friends anymore, so I better go and you know, register for college. And, and, I, and I did nothing in college. I mean, I, didn't, I have nothing transferable from that time. I don't think I have one grade. And so looking back on it now, I see why. I mean, because I was, I was always about the food. And, and in fact, when I think of college, I think of the one really good food item they had in the cafeteria, and I think about... <laughs> Over the freeway were all the fast food places. That was my remembrance of college. It wasn't any class that I took. So, um, so, and again, it was more of the same through my 20s. I got into a, a, you know, by, it's actually a great story. I won't go into it, but how I fell into my career, um, uh, the, the kind of career that I ended up in was, uh, okay, so I can say this today it was a total God thing. Didn't know that back then. I mean, I, I see my whole life has been this total God thing, and I love God today, but. Boy, when I like I said when I came to this program, ugh, stop talking about God. You guys are freaking me out. But um, so 
so you know this, this so I started this career and I love what I learned about that too like I, I was I was having this progression in my career I was going good and I was I was you know I guess successful is not the word but I was doing well and I just kept advancing and just kept you know doing things and um, what I learned in my first AWOL was that you know we use the term high functioning food addict and and how that kind of drilled down for me was that I was not high functioning at all it was all done out of fear it was fear 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 like like I am not going to be, you know, going hungry. You know, I am not going to not have whatever food item I want. I'm not going to be able to not go buy those things that I want. So that was what was really driving all this, um, this need for, um, you know, progressing in, in what I was doing for a living. And so, and even through my 20s, and I'm convinced this is how I did not get to 400 pounds, 500 pounds, 600 pounds, 700. I mean, I, I'm perfectly capable of getting to those numbers. And I'm still capable, um, you know, so if I take that bite, no doubt in my mind. I don't think I would survive it. I honestly don't think that if I went back into the food that, that was, and I'll get to it, where I was at right when I came in, I don't think that I would ever come back from that. So I protect my abstinence with, I mean, it is my lifeblood today. So so all through my 20s, I was just real active, um, which is why I didn't get, you know, I was putting on weight, but I was real active. I played, you know. I've learned I played very addictively the, the you know competitive softball and I played a lot of golf and I and I would go to the gym and I'd play racquetball and basketball and just lift weights and you know just do st- and, play, and do aerobics and things like that just because I enjoyed it it was never a this trade off of food and workout because I just couldn't I'm really terrible at math I just couldn't do the math so that worked in my favor so I um so 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 as my you know over the years my weight was just going up. You know, little by slow, little by slow going up, but it was going up. Never down. I never had a, you know, once. I can't even find a picture where I went like this and back up. You know, it was always going up. And so it wasn't until my early 30s that I really started to think something's not right. Like this, I don't need to be moving through the world in this way. And um, and so I, 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 I would do this thing where, okay, now I'm going to eat right and exercise. And it was always the same four foods. And I hated those four foods, but they were the four foods I thought were healthy. And and if I was eat and if I was eating my healthy food and I was going to the gym, I was okay and I felt great. And I would tell my buddies, I was like, Don't let me forget how good this feels. This is so awesome, right? And then the moment I either didn't go exercise or I stopped eating, you know, I have a day or two without eating well, it would be off and I would stop doing it. And I could really only ever put two, three weeks together, maybe four, of doing that. So I just I just had no um no willpower and I love people today that you know saw me really big and oh you have such willpower I was like oh man you have no idea I have none willpower at all I have a great program and a lots of support um and and I don't say this cuz I don't freak them out but I have a great big god in my life today so um so 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 in my early 30s I started seeking really is the best way to describe it I really started seeking um something like what is it you know, why, why is this going on? Um, and again, like I said in the beginning, I was convinced it was my mom. You know, oh, my mom. She didn't do this and she didn't do that. Poor thing. Like, poor thing. She just had my wrath and didn't even know it. And uh, and so as I was going through therapy, you know, and I was getting some really bad advice in therapy. Like, oh, go get this book. Give it to your brothers and sisters and your mother. And then you guys sit down and talk about it. And of course, I go buy the books. Nobody reads the book. And, you know, and then we're still the same old family. And so I, I, the, the point of sharing that is I'm trying to fix everybody. I'm the youngest, and I, you know, and I see it in my 
I have two kids, and I see it in my youngest. Like, whenever there's any kind of thing, stuff going on in the house that gets a little tense, she's, like, cutting jokes. And she's, like, trying to, you know, keep the peace, you know. And that was my job as a kid. I was, like, trying to keep the peace. And I never, you know, my, my family life, there was a lot of, like, really bad things going on that really didn't happen to me. Like, like they were going on around me. And I learned in therapy that, you know, when you grow up in that stuff, it's just kind of all over you. So it is a part of you. And I carried guilt for a lot of years because such and such happened to my brother or such and such, such and such happened to my sisters, but it didn't happen to me. You know, I was like, why am I not good enough for those things, that, bad things to happen to me? And, you know, and I ate over that stuff. I mean, these are the things that I ate over and I ate over any emotion. You said, Hey, you're a great guy. I'm going to promote you. I'm celebrating. You say, Hey, you're a jerk. You're fired. I'm going to go eat to not celebrate, but to, to kind of drown my sorrow. So it was a, for me, there was just, um, there was just no reason not to eat, you know. There just was never a reason not to eat. And so um, in in so in so my 30s, I started kind of started the seeking thing or I was doing my little, you know, eat and write exercise. And and then I and then I tried to do, um, you know, some of the popular diets. I tried those to know. I, I remember buying those. Um, there was these pills that were out at the time. They were selling them on the carts in the mall. I remember taking one and my I felt like my heart was going to explode. And I was like, I'm not taking that anymore. You know, like and then I would try, you know, whatever, you know, our, our friend from Chicago was talking about on TV. You know, like I would try anything she was talking about. I would try, you know, and I would go buy the books and I would never read them. I would literally open the book and like <laughs> I, I just wouldn't read it. Like it, it's it's amazing to me. And I, and I remember sitting, sending a videotape trying to get on a TV show because I thought, that guy is kind of a jerk and I would have this accountability to that guy. And like, I, and I knew I would be successful if I got called to be on the show because I wouldn't want my friends to see me go on a TV program and not do it. So I would just, you know, dig in and just get it done. Um, and thank you, God, I never got called to do that, but, um, got called to do something much better. It's called FA. But, you know, like I knew that would have worked for me, but I knew it would have been the same as, all the other people you see on these TV programs that, that go through this process and then they ask a year later how they're doing and they're all big again. I mean, not all of them, but the ones that are addicts are big again. And that's what I know about myself. I, 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 I have, what is it? The, um, you know, I put that bite in my mouth and I have the uh, mental obsession and the uncontrollable craving. And it's, and it's really, really, really strong in me, really strong. And so, and so when I, I tried these things and none of them worked and, I mean, none of it worked. And, and, and to be honest, I never thought they were going to work. I mean, I would go into it going, this isn't going to work, but I'm going to try it. Or if it does work, I'm going to celebrate with X, Y, and Z. You know, like I had a plan of what, what I was going to have. And I remember going to this two-week program at a hospital. You stayed there, and they, they had an exercise physiologist, and they had a therapist on site, and they had a nutritionist, and they had, it was this awesome program. And, um, and I remember driving to this program and I saw this, this place and I go, Oh, that's where I'm going on my way home for lunch. You know, like I already had two weeks later, I had a plan where I was going to stop and eat. I mean, that's, that's insane. I mean, that's just like, who thinks like that? Well, I do. Cause I'm a, I'm definitely a food addict. So, um, so, and, and that didn't work. That program didn't work for me either. So Actually, it's not true. It did. I it, it it I lost 12 pounds the two weeks I was there, white knuckling it, scared to death. Um, we could go. We could. I had my car keys. I could have left and went out and did whatever I wanted. And I could have walked through the hospital, went to the vending machines. I could have did whatever I wanted. I didn't. I was really making a choice. I'm going to give this a real try. So I came back to that program the next month. I lost eight pounds. I came back to that program the next month. I lost one pound, 
And I never went back, you know. So I was 332, and I, I got down to about 310, and I never showed my face in there again. And then, so that was June of 04, and then January of 05 is when I saw 341 on the scale when a when a, uh, I hired a trainer. After already having another gym membership, I hired a trainer in a different gym because those trainers in the other gym don't know what they're doing. I mean, <laughs> you know, so I more money throwing at this thing, and I love FA because it's free. And so, so the... So the, you know, working with this trainer, that's when I saw 341 on the scale and, and he weighed, he measured me out. I was 61 inches um, on my waist and I have like jeans today that are like 29 and I have lots of loose skin because I was a big boy and uh, it's there and, you know, thank you God for clothes is what I was taught to, <laughs> taught to tell myself. Thank you God for clothes. Thank you God for clothes. So, you know, so that, that stuff is there, but you know, um, it's okay. And so the, so the, so that so that didn't work um, for me. The trainer, I guess, must have worked because I'm thinking about it now because that was um, January at the end of January because I didn't want to be that guy in the gym in the beginning of January. So I waited till the end and then hired him. And then it wasn't until it wasn't until October that I found program and I was when I was 3:14. So something was working, but I was at this point crazy. And so right before I went into that two-week program, my wife said, "I think you would like yoga. You should go to a yoga class." I go. 330 pounds, right? Okay, I'll go check out a yoga class. So I go, I go to, I go to yoga, and I had a spiritual experience in the class. I can't really explain it. I just had a spirit. I remember crying, and I remember just being something. And I, and of course, then I didn't know it was a spiritual experience. Now I know that's what it was. And so I liked yoga. And so then I, you know, I would, I, I kept going back to that studio, and then went to this program. And this program had a, a fast, the two-week program that I went had a facet of yoga, and then. With the trainer, and by the way, when I uh, one of the ailments I left off when I hired that trainer, I was suffering from really bad vertigo, really bad. Um, I had a couple different bouts with it, and I'm convinced that it was sugar and flour that was causing the vertigo. Um, I didn't have the inner ear crystal thing that the doctors kept trying to tell me I had. It wasn't that. It was I was going insane, is what it was, I believe. So, so, and I remember also the trainer would like he would try to talk to me about the food. He would go, "Okay, we're we're working out here, you know. So let's 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 talk about your food." And I'm all. Because I had just gone through that program, back off. I got the food. I'm good. Like, <laughs> let's not talk about the food. You just make this exercise really fun. Like, because that's what I like, fun exercise. Like, if it's fun, I don't feel like I'm exercising. And so, so I, like I said, I had some success with them. Anyway, so so that just happened a, a few more months, and it and that fell off. And then, and then I had this wild idea that yoga was the answer. Like, okay, yoga. I'm gonna get centered, and I'm gonna just be at the yoga studio every day, and it's like gonna get me to where I need to be. And um, I don't know where I came up with that, but that's what my head said. And so, and it turned out it kind of was the answer for me because there was somebody in the, in the yoga studio that was noticeably losing weight. And, and I asked the owner, who was a mutual friend of ours, I said, okay, so I noticed this person's losing weight. Is she doing it through yoga? Because I'm here all the time and I'm not really losing any weight. So I need some help. I, I, I need to know what she's doing. And she said, blah, blah, blah about her program and talked to her. And so I talked to her and it, there's a whole story about the night that I talked to her about it and some other things that it's, it's really a cool story, but, um, not for now, but, you know, so I talked to her. She said very little. She said, go to a meeting, you know, come to a meeting Sunday morning. And, and, and I she told me where it was and I went and I was scared to death. I remember going to that meeting, scared to death. I knew nobody in the room. And again, I sat in the back, I was trying to hide out, you know, 300 and <laughs> something pounds with really long, I had long hair at the time and just like had this, I think I had my, the only shirt that fit, which was this big, huge Hawaiian shirt. So wasn't hiding from anybody, but I thought I was. And so, 
so I, so I, you know, I show up to this meeting, and like I shared earlier, it was like, I didn't, I, I don't know who spoke, I don't remember what the weather was like, I don't remember, you know, I remember a couple of people that were in that room, they're still in program today, thank you God for those people, one of them in particular who I said, I said, um, this, this, he came up to me at the break, and he's like, this, I said, this God thing, he's like, uh, and he's all, he's all, ah, don't worry about that, just make the doorknob God, or just make this room God, you know, he's like, so light about it, I was like, oh, okay, I can do that, I don't really know what that means by making a doorknob God, but okay, what, God is my doorknob, or doorknob is my God, or whatever, so, so that helped me, you know, and, and, but like I said, it was, it was the hope of that, you know, being able to go home and say to my wife, I think this is going to work. There wasn't this like, oh, I, I'm going to get some reward at the end. And I didn't know that. I didn't know anything about program, but it, it was the one time that when this happens, when, when I go through this process, I'm not going to get a food reward. That's just some sense that I had. And so, oh, well, I haven't got it yet. And actually, that's not true. I've gotten tons of rewards. They're just not food rewards. So, or tons of blessings if you will so anyway so so you know then I like I said I'd, I'd gone to a few meetings and then I I got a sponsor and you know I'm I was that guy who's just like okay w- tell me what to do and I write it down and then I have my checklist and I was just doing it I would just do it I would I, I would ask questions but I wouldn't question things like so I would ask a question and I would get an answer and I would just kind of say okay now I might be rolling my eyes or I might be going what she is crazy what is she talking about you know but I would just do it anyway and um and I remember asking a question about oh can I take such and such food from my salad and can I do it with this and then and she's like no I wouldn't and I, and I just remember being mad and like rolling my eyes about it and just not doing it anyway stuff like that you know and like my my favorite one was was I said she goes um, she was guiding me on the tool she goes no get down on your knees and I go I don't do that you know and she's like just so like just humble yourself and get down on your I didn't even know what humble yourself meant you know so just humble yourself and get down on your knees anyway and I said okay you know and I didn't ask her what to say so I, you know for the first few nights I'd get down on my knees and I'd be like what, nothing going on here you know like. And then I started asking more questions. It's like, oh, well, thank God for an abstinent day. It's like, oh, okay, thank you, God, for an abstinent day. I don't even know what abstinence means, but okay, thank you. I just didn't get it. Like, I just didn't get it. But what I what I kept hearing was, don't eat no matter what. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, write your food down at night. You know, don't change anything on your food plan without calling your sponsor. Okay, I, I can do that. Like, you know, hit your knees in the morning. You know, make these three phone calls. You know, um, go to these three meetings. And my meetings weren't close to my house. You know, I, I, I drove all over the Bay Area. I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. I drove all over the Bay Area. I didn't care, though, because I was my job. I was always, I didn't care. I actually loved that part of it because it just, I was I was moving so fast in my life, even though my life had gotten really small. I was moving so fast that I was, um, that, that I, it just didn't bother me that I had to go do that. And um, I do have to share this because, because how it, how the disease progressed for me, because progression is the, just the biggest, you know, thing for me, was before I came in a program, and as I was starting these things and doing these things, food just just would not stop talking to me. It was this insane just dialogue going back and forth about, and it was like I would get this thought in my head, and it wasn't a matter of if I was going to eat it. It was a matter of when and how fast I was going to get to it and what was in my way to go get to it. And so I would have this thought, oh, that sounds good, and then I would go, like wherever, like I said, my car magically just start turning into the place that I wanted to go get it. And I remember going in there and going, okay, I don't, I don't want to be in here. I, I don't want to be in here, but I'm still in there. I don't want to be opening this door, but I'm opening a door. And I don't want to be pulling this thing down, and I'm pulling it down. And I don't want to be buying this. 
And, you know, and I don't want to put it back in my fridge when I get home. And then it starts talking to me. Okay, I'm here. Let's eat, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have one serving. Right. And I grab it and I just have one and I scrape the bottom and I'm in tears. I mean, this that's where my disease progressed. Like food had completely stopped working for me. It just completely and caffeine. The week before I came in a program, I, I was having lunch with my wife and my sister um, and I and I was drinking a soda. And this is this is before I started a program and I, and I was drinking a soda. And I, I literally was hearing voices and like I was I was going insane. Like caffeine really did a number on me. It had it had just completely turned on me. So there was just all these types of things happening to me, and it was really scary. And I remember I'd be driving, I'd be driving, and I would and I would see like an ambulance, and I would go, oh, God, I wish I would get into a car accident right now, so this ambulance can pick me up, take me to the hospital, and they can scan my body and tell me what's wrong with me because I was convinced I was dying of something. I mean, I, I was in my doctor's office every week like she stopped coming in to see me she would just send a nurse practitioner because I was in there all the time there was nothing she could do for me she could not figure out what was wrong with me and turns out what was wrong with me was food stopped working you know it stopped working and so I was just beaten bloodied and desperate enough when I came into this program to take those suggestions that were given to me and just do them anyway and then just you know you know all the tools that we do you know just to do them anyway and I kept hearing you know these tools are like your safety net, you know, like, and, and I kept hearing like the road gets narrower and I didn't understand. And all these things that, that are being said that are just so a part of my life today, like I just didn't get it, you know, but it didn't matter. What I got was abstinence. And what I got was putting the food down. Like it gave me so much freedom. I remember the first day I really felt this freedom. And I don't know how long I was abstinent, but I was, I had my lunch and my, um, my lunch and my dinner pack because I had a meeting that night and I had, I was going off to some client appointments and it was just, and it was, I packed it up and it was just sitting in the car and I was driving and there was just like this enormous amount of headspace, just like, and I couldn't figure out like, why do I feel so like, what, what is going on with me right now? And then it just kind of, God kind of whispered to me, you know, you're like, you have your food with you. Like, you're okay. Like there wasn't like, what am I going to have? Where am I going to go for lunch? Who am I going to call to go with? The, just the incessant list that would go on for me. And I wasn't one of those people that was shy. I love to eat with whoever wanted to sit down and eat. And if you balked, like, you know, like, hey, let's go have this for lunch. Uh, uh, I'm buying. Let's go. I mean, it just didn't matter to me because I just wanted my food. And probably what would happen is we would go have lunch. Not probably. What always happened was we would go have lunch. And then I couldn't get back in the car without hitting the, hitting the you know, convenience store to load up on three or four or five things to get myself home. I mean, that, that's, that's where this, this disease progressed to me. It was never like that in my 20s. It was never like that as a kid. I mean, I always chased the food. But it just got gnarly. So if you didn't get gnarly, you don't ever have to get gnarly. I didn't get 700 pounds, but I could. You know, my my grandfather was a huge man. You know, so I know I mean, 341's not small. You know, so I know I could get <laughs> four or five hundred pounds. But as I said earlier, if if that were to if I were to go back into the food, you know, I I would instantly sever any spiritual connection that I have. That I know for sure. And um mentally it would start a, a nightmare it would just start a nightmare and and then the physical thing would happen just how much ever time how much ever time that took you know how much ever time it took to get the food because i have this weird thing in my head like okay if i were to go out in the food like and i don't i don't massage this at all it's just one that comes in like if i what would that look like hmm let me think this through okay so I can't even start. Like, where would I go? I would go this place, that place, this place, that place. Yeah. And, I, and I would load my car up and I would just head east into the hills and, <laughs> you know, hole up in a hotel room under an assumed name, pay cash, and just be done. Like, this is, you know, that's the insanity of my disease. And what I understand is that 
that's what like when I play it through, that's what it looks like. But my disease probably has a much uglier, deeper, darker plan than that, and that scares me. That scares me. And today I want to live. When I before I came into this program, I wasn't planning anything. I'm very lazy and I'm a procrastinator, so that served me well in that area. But but I I, I wasn't planning it. But if like I said, you know, if I didn't wake up, I didn't say that. If you know, car accident put me in the hospital, you know, in the ambulance. But if I didn't wake up, I would I was okay with that. I was like, you know whatever God I was praying to at that time, I was like, please just don't let me wake up. You know, I don't want to do this again. You know, I don't want another day like this. So, you know, that's my, 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 what happened, what it's like. And, uh, what, yeah. And, you know, what my life's like today is unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's a lot of the same, same wife. I actually have a, a daughter who was born in abstinence, which was a totally different experience to, the, uh, the stories I could tell you about when my first one was born versus when my second one was born, unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, they're nine and four now. My my oldest was three when I came into the program. It's just crazy. Like like they only know. And my 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 oldest daughter, funny story. So I showed her a picture. It's, it's, a, pic, it's a picture I carry in my wallet, and I'm holding her, and I'm huge. I mean, it looked like the 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 character off one of the Mike Myers movies with the fake. You know, I won't say his name because it's kind of crude, but it looks fake, you know, just, I look fake. It doesn't even look real, you know, but, but it's me holding my daughter. And I remember showing it to her going, Hey Sophie, what's, you know, what's different about this is right. Kind of as I lost my way, I go, what's different about daddy. And she looks at me and she looks at the picture and she looks at me and she goes, you had a goatee in that picture, you know? (laughs) Oh, bless your heart, Sophie. You know, like, so, I mean, you know, like that, that's, that's the kind of stuff that happens in program. Like, you know, she, she, she saw my light long before I could. My wife saw my, saw my light long before I could, you know, that's the thing. Like, those are the gifts I get in this program. Like, like to go, to go through an AWOL and learn about myself and to go to another AWOL and learn about myself and go through another AWOL and learn about myself. I'm still learning about myself. I want, I want recovery more than I want anything else, anything else. I mean, this is, this is what I do every day because of the life that I have today. And that doesn't mean life doesn't happen. I mean, life happens all the time to me, you know, no different. I just lost a, um, I wasn't that close to him, but just lost an uncle and another family friend. And so I've been at a couple of funerals recently, you know, and it just, and it was so sad. The other family friend, the guy was 90 years old and there was like 10 people there. There was no old people there. And it's not because all his friends died off. The guy didn't have any friends. I'm like, oh my God, the life I have today, I have so many friends. And I didn't think I needed you guys when I came into this program. I was like, I have enough friends. Thank you, you know. But um, but the relationships I have with people in this program are so much wider, so much deeper than all my other friends who I still love and still, you know, hang out and do things with. And, you know, I can show up to them today. I had to not for a while because they don't do quite abstinent behaviors and things. So, so you know, so I, I've learned how to weigh and measure that. And just, um, you know, the biggest you know, I don't know, just the biggest gift of my life has been abstinence. And the biggest gift is, you know, weight loss is awesome. I mean, 180 pounds, that's ridiculous. The number, it doesn't even make sense to me. And I know nobody outside of this, man, I'm, I'm actually like nothing compared to some people. We were talking about that earlier, like nothing compared to some people in this program, the number. But, you know, and it it, it just doesn't even, I mean, it's like, who cares? I mean, I care, but like, the weight is just so not even, and I learned, and so early on that was revealed to me that it's not about the weight, because I had a real spiritual experience about 50 days in around the weight, and I just had this weight lifted off of me, and I, that was the day I lost the weight, even though I still had a hundred and some pounds to go, like, there's this kind of stuff that keeps happening to me, and what I want today more than anything is is a deeper relationship with God, 
Um, I, I love the relationship I have with my sponsor. I love the relationship I have with people that I'm really close to in this program. I love talking to newcomers. I love, I just love this program. And it sounds so, um, you know, like, oh, I'm, you know, like singing, the, you know, doing this little cheer dance. But it's, my life is just so incredible today. And it's because of this program. It's, it's absolutely because of this program. And, you know, if it's hard for you, just ask for this, just pray for the surrender. You know, pray for the willingness, pray for the willingness to be willing, pray for the willingness to be willing to be willing. I mean, whatever it takes. I was just so beaten and bloody when I got here that I was like, okay, uncle, 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 whatever, whatever, just tell me what to do. And then it it got better. You know, the progression that I described in my addiction is the same progression now I get in my recovery. It's just like it gets better, better and better, never worse, never. My life just does not get worse. Things happen, but it doesn't get worse. And so for today... I work my program with intention. I don't pick up the phone and talk about news, weather, and the sports. You know, I, I just don't. I pick up the phone and go, I just yelled at my kid, and I don't feel good about that. Or this guy at work's making me upset. Or somebody just cut me off on the freeway. And, you know, on and, you know, talk about what's really going on with me. I try to, to the best of my ability. I don't always know. I'll tell you I'm really frustrated or whatever. But, but it's that intention. I hit my knees with intention. I... I do my quiet time with intention. I mean, just I show up to my sponsor call with intention. I really want help, you know, and it starts and stops with the food. I mean, I'm not, I don't talk about food unless there's a reason to. It's about stuff going on, and my life just keeps getting better. So, um, yeah, if you're new, just keep coming back. This is an amazing program. Just reach out to people, ask for help, you know, and just don't eat no matter what, no matter what, don't eat. So thank you. Please join me in a moment of silence and the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you for listening to this audio recording. To hear additional recordings or to learn more about Food Addicts and Recovery Anonymous, you can visit our website, foodaddicts.org.